You are listening to episode 149 of the FitzPro podcast, and today is for my entrepreneurs. Y'all know that I am the the Graham Queen. It is where I built my business. It is where I think most entrepreneurs, especially in the health and fitness space, should be. But also there are other platforms to consider, and there are good reasons to explore these other platforms. So we're really going to focus on two today, and it's because they are search-based platforms versus Instagram being a social platform. So without further ado, let's dive in. The FitzPro Podcast is your no BS approach to seeking out truth in the world that is online health and fitness. You'll see through the lens of the trainer, the trainee, and the entrepreneur. I'm your host, Annie Miller, certified strength and conditioning specialist, entrepreneur, lover of sleep, lattes, and dinosaurs, aka not your average FitzPro. And my aim is to help you grow your mind, body, and business through knowledge and authenticity so that you too can become a FitzPro. Welcome back. Welcome back another week, another podcast episode. And if you are here for the business side of things and have not yet taken my free workshop, Your Biz Your Way, Three Steps to Build a Profitable Online Health and Fitness Business, I suggest that you do. Go to anniemillerco slash workshop dash register. Again, it's for free. Take it on your own time. Watch it on your own time. There is an upsell to my um, online business course, FitzPro Foundations, but you can also just take the workshop if you would like. And while you're on the site, snag all of the free resources that I offer at anniemiller.co slash resources. That is for the trainee, the trainer, and entrepreneurs. And lastly, I would like to thank Legion Athletics, which is the number one brand of all natural sports supplements in the world. If you're in the market to adding uh, for adding supplements to your normal dietary intake, I highly recommend Legion, whether you are using them to just make your life easier, to fill some gaps in your diet, to add more protein, to optimize recovery on top of whatever you are already doing. Highly recommend Legion. Beyond the supplements themselves, they are scientifically backed uh, ingredients and dosages. They have 100% formula transparency and they are 100% naturally sweetened and flavored. So what you see is what you get with Legion. It's what I love about them, among other things. If you are skeptical, I get it. I didn't take supplements for five plus years um, and I can get behind Legion. So that's why I share them with you. They have 100% money back guarantee and free shipping. Go to buylegion, B-U-Y-Legion.com and use code Annie at checkout to save 20% off your first order. And you will still get double Legion reward points even if you are an existing customer if you use code Annie much appreciated. So most of you likely follow me on Instagram, but if you don't, if you found me maybe on a podcast platform of some kind, Instagram is fantastic from a business standpoint, but it is forever changing and we all feel that in our soul. That is to be expected with a platform that we don't personally control. We must be adaptable while staying aligned to and authentic with our brand and what people may expect from that brand. I think that that's something to keep in mind. Part of building a trustworthy, independable business comes from the fact that you show up mostly how you've conditioned your audience to expect you to. And that part is on you. It's basic psychology. There's give and take, right? Like, People are filling all of the gaps. People see 2% of our lives, especially in building a personal brand, and they're filling in all of those gaps. So, you know, hundreds of thousands of people could have a slightly different perception of you, but we are responsible for 
what we put out. And that does help build expectations that our audience has of us. So it is basic psychology when you really break it down. But that is that is another topic for another day. So why is Annie, a woman who built her business solely on Instagram, discussing other platforms for entrepreneurs to consider because of the first point that I made in this episode, things are changing. It is not nearly, I like will recognize this. I will yell this from the mountaintops. It is not nearly as easy as it used to be to grow an audience on Instagram. It's not as easy to be seen. It's not as easy to go viral and it can feel a lot more like a waste of time, or rather like your time put into creating content maybe doesn't give you the return that it once did on the platform. I, I can confirm that. I will not argue that at all. I know this because I experience it firsthand and my job is literally to help health and fitness professionals build online businesses, largely with the help of Instagram. I live and breathe this stuff and witness my Fitzbros and my one-on-one biz clients also trying their best to live and breathe Instagram from a business standpoint, from a personal brand standpoint. I still think that Instagram hands down is the best platform for building an audience who is eventually ready to buy from you. There's no question about that. It has other platforms beat in the combination of daily static posts, right? Daily exposure, but also Instagram stories where I believe a lot of the magic can happen in the world of entrepreneurship because it expedites know, like, and trust. This is all still true. It's a free platform that even with a, you know, being a slower road than it used to be is still a faster way to get skin in the game than on other platforms. You can argue TikTok is the new Instagram as you can grow a massive following there very quickly or much, much faster than you can on Instagram, I believe. I don't personally have experience because I just refuse to get on that app for multiple reasons, but I don't have the bandwidth or the desire to be there either. However, it is a place you may be able to get that kind of like 2014, 2013 Instagram level of growth if you think it's a place that your ideal client is hanging out and you have ultimately a way to get that audience to be somewhere else other than TikTok. If you can do that, it is probably worth a period of consistent experimentation for yourself. TikTok, to my knowledge, is still lacking the main reason for this episode though, which is, like I said in the intro, searchability and the long game. Instagram's hashtags used to be a potential big player in the world of getting eyes on your content, and not only eyes, but potential clients based on what they were searching for in hashtags. Hashtags kind of worked like SEO. So I believe this has mostly died out. People who know a lot more about Instagram and have connections in kind of the higher ups of Instagram uh, have hinted at this, the, the lack of value that now lies within hashtags, but I'm not not making any claims here. Um, And I'm fine with hashtags because they were never really a big pull for me personally. And my audience, as well as myself, never really used hashtags on Instagram to search for something as a consumer as it appeared. Um, I didn't do that. Neither did my ideal client. In my 
advanced settings, when I go to post on Instagram, at this time anyway, there is a new keyword option, which is a form of search engine optimization, which you heard me say earlier is SEO. When we see SEO used on search-based platforms, this is a fantastic sign for us as creators right? So blogs, Google, YouTube, Pinterest, even podcast platforms to some extent. We love SEO. Why do we love it? Because if we can learn how to speak the language of keywords, then we have more control in how our content ranks and shows up when someone searches for the topic that we've posted about. And that means two massive things. Before I say them, please remember that you're on social media as a business and brand. That is the point. Thus, we need to look at these platforms through the lens of a savvy CEO, even if you do not feel like one. I still don't feel like a CEO, okay? But fact of the matter is, I am one. So your number one is that your content lives longer, the shelf life of content on search-based platforms far, 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 far outweighs. It's not even comparable to the shelf life of content on Instagram. And that means that your time is better used. And ideally, there is a higher return on the time and effort put into that piece of content. You see and use what I'm talking about on the platforms I listed all the time, Pinterest, YouTube, Google. It's what brings up the blog posts, the tutorials that you are looking for. That is SEO. Now, as stated, these are search-based platforms where Instagram is quick but short-lived. Search-based platforms are the long game, especially when starting out. You do not see the instant feedback loop that we get on platforms like Instagram and TikTok. You have to think about it as building your portfolio which is true of Instagram now also, um, but there's a higher return potentially on other platforms. So I also want to make clear that I am not, I am not a guru. I'm not an SEO guru. Um, I have an active Pinterest with 40 to 100,000 monthly viewers, but I'd like to see that like well past a million eventually. That's the goal. So the big deal with Pinterest is driving traffic to your website. And that leads us to number two, So number one was your content has a longer shelf life on search-based platforms. Number two is that every piece of content directs back to your site or has the potential to if you set it up properly, which means that we're consistently giving the given the opportunity to increase traffic to the exact place that we want people going, right? Off of the media platform and onto our true self-sustaining platform, our website, which we don't fully own, but we definitely have more, more control over than a social media platform. If you do not have a website, please do not write uh, search-based platforms off just yet. You can direct to a mailing list landing page or to an application Google form. The point is you can direct people somewhere off of whatever app they're using, whatever platform they're using. So like I said, I personally find Pinterest drives the most traffic to my website. When I look at my Google Analytics, it drives over 77% of the traffic. I will also say that YouTube and Pinterest have far superior, it's so, so pleasant, you guys, far superior analytics than Instagram. I would hypothesize, I would assume um, in large part that is because they are search-based and that allows for more data to be collected, I suppose. And these are the two main platforms I want you to consider as a health and fitness professional in your long game. 
Pinterest, and YouTube. You could also throw podcasting in there as well because your podcast is going to be hosted on, um, or at least your show notes are going to be hosted on a blog, which again can show up in Google. Um, If somebody even searches like your name in a topic, then your website is going to pop up or your podcast episode is going to pop up if if your SEO is done correctly. So Paige Major, my friend and um, photographer, videographer, I worked for her for years at a competitive cheerleading gym. She's fantastic. Uh, She set up over 400 videos for me in the process of making my exercise matrix for my peer programming course and certification. She had me list every possible name for each exercise, the tags that might be used, and then she created my auto description with every program link or mailing list link or free resource that made sense after using the best keywords to our knowledge. She has built her husband's financial YouTube channel for two years, posting an educational video every week, one video every week. They now have over 9,000 subscribers, which is freaking huge, and have built a mailing list of over 5,000, I believe, which is also a massive percentage of those subscribers. That's freaking awesome because that is a business approach to YouTube. That's what I want you to see. It's not a popularity contest. You've got to be in it for the long game when you use these search-based platforms. Of course, some people quote unquote blow up, maybe 1%, I don't know. But if you are going to use a search-based platform and expect quick return, you may be disappointed. And that's what I want to lay out. But that allows for a very high percentage of their audience members or your audience members rather, to be in your email marketing pool. It's search-based content with intention, but as you can see, the long game, right? That was over two years. And in order to make money, you would have to have like other systems in place as well. Not money from YouTube, but money from your actual business. This is the work that comes with search-based platforms. It is more work than coming up with an Instagram post every day and posting it. It's more work but it's like long game investing. It's the consistent time in the market being the most important thing. And it's worth doing it right if you are going to do it, I think. And where people are ready to and conditioned to shop directly from Instagram and Pinterest, I think that that is anecdotally less true of YouTube. I could be wrong. I don't spend a ton of time on YouTube. Um, My husband does, but what I love about YouTube is the ability to organize content, build playlists, and create a really clean and seamless user experience. That is what we did with my channel. Paige helped me set it up. Um, If you're looking to make money, Instagram is undoubtedly a quicker route, I think. I think that's an easier game to play to make money faster, which is why I say it's the shit. I love Instagram. But if you're looking at ways to expand beyond Instagram, I would look at accepting search-based platforms for what they are and also evaluate what type of content you want to create on these search-based platforms. For instance, I will not be, I am not a YouTuber. I'm not trying to be a YouTuber. I said, how can I use YouTube for my business in a way that I want to use it, in a way that is sustainable, in a way that provides value, I will not be creating long form video for YouTube. I don't want to. I don't have the time. It's not a priority. My goal is not a number of subscribers. I don't expect that to, you know, shoot through the roof. 
though we are over 500 now. And that's pretty cool because I had like 200 something before the exercise demos were formatted and uploaded. So because I'm not putting out consistent videos, I would not expect my subscriber count to increase, right? I created a library for people to refer to. So they don't need to be subscribed to my channel necessarily. But if they want to see new exercise added, or if I'm ever more consistent with that, if that is a goal, then obviously I would expect to see subscriber numbers increase. Point being, my goal is to get as many coaches as possible, largely female or people who work with female clients, to use my videos as the demo videos in their own programs. That was a huge gap for me five years ago. It's still a gap now. I just wanted a woman in my videos for my client programs, and no one, to my knowledge at the time anyway, had the type of library that I was looking for. I didn't want instructional videos, just a clean, high-quality demo with a female in it, um, and making these videos yourself either eats up time, well, it absolutely eats up time, eats up money. Most people don't have access to like a clean gym scenario where they are allowed to film by themselves, and it's just not realistic for most people, especially when starting out. So five years later, five years in, here we are. I have plans to expand that library and even add videos beyond myself. But my point is that I am not using YouTube to its full potential and that's okay. There is so much truth to picking one platform and going balls to the wall. I still support that. I still support, likely for most health and fitness professionals, choosing Instagram, going balls to the wall, and then expanding from them. If you have the time and resources and ability to learn YouTube or Pinterest and do it really well, then obviously it's a really nice, like taking YouTube content is very easy to then cut into audio for a podcast or making smaller clips for Instagram reels or uploading show notes to a blog, getting all of that on Pinterest. Like we can create this really nice media web, but that's a full-time freaking job. And most people, most new coaches are struggling to even just keep up with one platform. And I fully, fully, fully recognize and respect that. So I am just giving you an idea of expansion beyond Instagram. So please don't listen to this episode and feel pressure to start a YouTube channel or a Pinterest hub like ASAP as though you're missing out on this huge opportunity. But do maybe let your mind wander as to how these search-based platforms can work for you maybe in the future or in like a bite-sized you know, context now, they have plus sides that social-based platforms like Instagram and TikTok are just currently missing. Regardless of what platforms you're on, know that the goal is always and forever to get people off of the platform eventually. So shift your mind to how that can happen, even on Instagram, if that's the only place you are right now. And if you really do want to, you know, hit up YouTube or Pinterest, then zoom out and say, what is the simplest way to get started and be consistent? What is realistic? What is the lowest hanging fruit? On YouTube, maybe it's a two-minute coffee convo per week. Simple, quick, low barrier to entry. Maybe it's answering questions that you've received from your audience once per week, spitfire answers, no prep needed edit the video, get it up, learn how to do all the fancy editing later. Just start, be consistent, and begin to build a subscriber base. Begin to build credibility. Get a good description in there with links back to your website. 
On Pinterest, maybe it's taking your Instagram reels and posts and just repurposing them into a short blog post, which links back to Pinterest. You do that once per week, or maybe you literally do one of those per week. That is an option just to get started. So just like with any platform, you'll build skills as you go your setup, your editing, Pinterest tactics or YouTube tactics, like learning keywords and building systems. Those things come with practice and time. So don't worry about that now. You're not trying to get 1 million views on Pinterest overnight. You're not trying to become a full-blown YouTuber overnight. You're just saying, how can I get this started and be consistent? So If you love this episode, if you want to support the Fitzbro podcast, please go to whatever uh, platform you listen on and give the show five stars if that is possible. It is very, very appreciated. Leave a written review so people know what to expect. If you're not on my mailing list, I have Annie's Daily Dose and Annie's Weekly Wisdom. You can find those at anniemiller.co slash news. Until next time, I am Annie Miller, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Fitzpro podcast. podcast.